So what up, you guys? Welcome to LO Designs Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren. And on this podcast, we talk about the struggle of being a creative. So please tune in where we listen to several guest stars talk about their struggles as a creative and enjoy. All right. So if you could just introduce yourself and give a little background, I guess. Yeah. That's always it's all. <clears throat> so I have like two introductions. One is like hella long, uh, but uh, give the short one. My name is Erwin. I am a designer um, who was a creative director at an agency up until last year. So I worked there for 10 years of my life, helped grow that agency from five people to now an international agency. And I was like creative director on Google, um, Apple projects, Beats by Dre and all of these other like big things. Uh, in doing that, I realized that my joy didn't really come from working with big clients, but it actually came from the community work that I also led at the agency. Uh, and so at the beginning of this year with the murder of George Floyd, or at the beginning of last, whoa, uh, last year, it's, it's been a year. Last year when George Floyd was murdered, I actually started making shirts and using shirts as a canvas to, um, I guess, articulate my frustration with society. And that ended up becoming its own thing. So I released some shirts that I was gonna raise like $700. I wasn't even thinking about necessarily leaving my full-time job at the agency. I was just kind of frustrated with it. Um, and I was trying to change that system from within, but released the shirts that I was raised $700, ended up being able to donate from those shirts um, over 200K over the last year. Uh, and so that now has become one of my full-time um, pursuits as a, um, I guess it's like merging design plus art, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I've viewed myself more as an artist um, just because I am a little bit selfish in what I wanna express and what I wanna say and what I wanna tell the world. And for me, after working in the agency space and the client space for 10 years, I wanted to now really utilize all those different skill sets that I picked up to be able to invest into my voice and what I want to say in the world. So all of that to say, I am a designer slash artist slash still do creative direction stuff. Um, but my main focus is my own art uh, with my with my brand. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, to be able to like go and move from like different directions and then actually like do artwork and stuff, because I kind of feel like I've been in that um, I'm in that position right now too, like trying to decide, am I an artist or am I a designer for clients? It's like, do I want brands to work with me or do I want to create brands? And I don't know, I've been like trying to figure that out, but I still do like the aspect of being an artist, being able to create the work you want to create. I think we exist in a very interesting time where um, artists essentially have the ability to take back power and utilize brands as mediums of expression as opposed to brands taking advantage of artists right mm -hmm. so if you look at what a creative director can do within these different spaces especially once you sell yourself in that those environments you actually control the entirety of that brand you control where they might invest money you control what they might do and if you're a BIPOC or marginalized come from a marginalized community you're automatically going to have a lens of empathy in the things you create so it's important for us to still view all of these things as art because I think that that's more of like 
the empathetic reflection of current culture and society, reflecting society in a way that's palatable so everybody can understand and see maybe the, the tensions that exist. Um, and I think if you only view it as a designer, then the goals become purely capitalistic. So it's mm -hmm. like, how do I make this brand more money? How do I make a website more seamless so that this brand can make more money? As opposed to when you attach the artist uh, point of view, then it also takes into account the feelings of society and the feelings of culture and like what's going to be good for the world, right? So to me, every time, like when I was in design school, they would, I had certain teachers that were like, it's beautiful to be an artist in the design space. Other ones were like, art and design are two separate things. You're like, mm -hmm. they don't have to be. They're only separate because people think art is intrinsically selfish because you're expressing something for yourself. Mm -hmm. But artists at their core are expressing something that society is feeling because we're observing and seeing and mirroring what society is feeling and we're able to like visually articulate it. Mm -hmm. That's true, though. I didn't. And I that is true, because like, I've been trying to think about this, too. Um, when you start to realize the importance of work and creating work, like I had this thing where I was so focused on everything but my work. I was like, how am I going to grow? How am I going to get my, you know, SEO, da, 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 optimization? And then I'm sitting here. I'm like, did I design anything today? Or did I design something for me? Like, not like a, you know, a carousel post, but what did I design today that was creative that I like to make? Like, like you can see Bobby, I like creating art. I like collage work. I like graffiti. I like all these other things. And I was straying away from the idea of me being an artist and more of like, okay, let me be this person trying to grow. But, um, I remember watching something and I always come across like videos and other things like that. And they were saying like, it's like going to a concert and you're mm -hmm. the artist and you're hosting this concert and you already have an audience. Right. And instead you sing the song, they like it and your audience starts to grow and you see this audience growing. So instead of singing and doing what people came to see you do, you start to go to like the restaurant down the street and trying to persuade them to come to the concert. And this is like a really long like analogy, but but it but it makes sense because it's like it's like you're trying to get people to come to your concert and you see some people might come some people might not but if you were doing what people you know came to see you do you would get so much more growth and a better community that way of showing your like feelings and your emotions within your artwork yeah. than just trying to figure out how am I going to do this how am I going to do that <laughs> like well I mean that's that's the um the foundation of community you invest into what's around you and what what um, is there constantly and it will organically grow maybe slowly maybe fast but if you just constantly invest into like that core that's there then ultimately you build richer deeper relationships and each one of those people have like a multitude of relationships with people that they'll bring you don't have to worry about bringing right to me like that is actually a great like reference point because that is so true. I like that you like go down to the restaurant and try and get more people to come. People are waiting to hear you sing. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yes, it's like it's like, bro, like, why are you leaving? But yeah. but no, it's really true. And like, I don't know. Lately, I've been trying to focus more. And now that I'm like about to go back to school, I'm trying to focus more on like, all right, what do I want to make? Yeah. Like, I like, what do I want to create, and what do I want to show yeah. out there? Yeah, that's important. Like, super important. I think that was one of the things that. Like I have current struggles now, obviously, but that was one of the struggles that I always had working in the agency space or working for other people. Like I was able to find ways to express myself and put my DNA and like 
make sure I was standing in my own story, but you've reached this tension point. I'm not saying that people shouldn't work at agencies, but I think just like you were saying before we like started recording, like picking up all of these different skill sets so that when you feel this like undeniable tension point between you and expression and all these other things, you have all of the skill sets to now invest fully into yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So the agency is one of those learning places. It shouldn't be the end all be all for anybody. It should be a place you go to constantly learn one, how to communicate with clients, how to sell your work, how to like tell stories and all of that stuff. But one of the tensions that I started having was the the notion that as artists, we use our art to actually explore ourselves and our relationship to the world. And if you're doing that constantly for other people, you're essentially being an actor, right? Like mm-hmm. we are method actors in what we do, right? Our final form is not like being recorded for a movie, but our final form is like the visual work we put out, but we have to sit with it, take time. We have to embody that, that work and that research. And we have to add our own like element to it. That's what makes it special. That's what like separates the great actors from like just people who read scripts. Mm-hmm. For me, when I was like working on projects near the end, I felt like I was just reading scripts and I would produce something that would look good, but I felt like I was just reading a script without being able to fully relate because I was like, I don't agree with you as a brand or as an organization. Therefore, I can't actually put my all into it at all. And so there just comes that point where you're like, the things I'm doing and the things I'm putting out are actually a reflection of who I am at this current state in the world and my growth as a person, right? And so all of those things should be fully and purely you at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like that you say that too, because it's like, it is kind of like a world balance thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm starting to notice that too. And I'm glad you say this too, because I've been trying to like look for jobs and internships and all that. And it's like, and I have this, you know, I do my side things. I do my freelance hustle, but, um, and I didn't, I, I am realizing that too. Like, who are the brands I want to work with? Who do they support? Do they support this? Do they do what, um, yeah. do they support the people I want to support? And like, um, and it does come with like an ethics part too. And you have to like go with your morals and kind of like, you know, just not like bow down to whatever, <laughs> whatever um, agency wants you to do. You really have to think about like, what do you want to create? And like, will this be fulfilling to you? I feel yeah. like after talking to a lot of, um, podcast guests one issue that a lot of podcast people have is just or creative guests have is um is like the fulfillment and like feeling that they're doing all this work for you know all these people but they're not being able to like express themselves as like artists and you know feel out what they create and I didn't even realize like damn like I don't want to have this struggle when I like because and I'm and I'm seeing them as like successful designers and I'm like why are you going through this like you you should be at your peak right now but um but no that is true though I think that the, that's what that's what you begin to realize that the the peak or pinnacle of or the quote unquote peak or pinnacle of all industries and all ideas of success has been defined by a system that is not necessarily built by us for us and for our growth as a human, mm-hmm. right? It's built for the growth of the system. So success outwardly is defined by like you're some creative director, you have a corner office, you have this, this, and this, but all of those things and that idea of success just goes into feeding the system that we're all actually trying to break down. Mm-hmm. That's so true. It's like even the idea of like um, calling this thing unique or this thing super special or this thing, this or that, 
really keeps us in this like rat race of like, I need to be this, I need to do this, as opposed to like just checking with yourself and understanding like what makes you truly happy. And then I feel like when you do that, then you can go and work in the agency space or you can work on client work, but you don't view that as the end all be all. You don't view working on Google as like, this is the pinnacle of what it means to be a designer. You're like, I'm gonna work on Google because it's gonna add to something else that I'm actually working on. Like, I feel like my switch was like over the last like six months that I was at the agency, the agency became my side work. Mm, like, it was like for me, that was like a freelance project where I was like, oh, this is just some money or this is just this. And it represents access to resources. It didn't represent creative director. It didn't represent any of these things that were like built by a system. And you can like recontextualize all of these different spaces where we exist as that, like they're all just access to resources. If you look at everything as school, then you realize that school isn't the end all be all. A job isn't the end all be all. A creative director position isn't the end all be all. Because once you get there, you'd be like, oh, that's it? Yes. (laughs) So this is just more, so it just came with more stress, more meetings, more management of other people. Like it doesn't really come with like when I think when you like have this idea of a creative director at an agency, it's like somebody who's like hanging out, they're like schmoozing, they're jotting down ideas that just like strike them and they're like, do this and like whatever. And like, that's not what happens. It's like, it's, I don't know, it's so much, it's so beautiful to actually be designing, creating and utilizing the gift that you've been given to actually explore your real passion. Because I think as you grow in the industry, being in it for so long, I realized that for me, design isn't my passion. I just happen to be given that gift, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm gonna continuously try and perfect that gift because as I perfect that gift, then I can actually articulate visually my passion, which is community work. And so that's why all of my stuff is guided by community work because that's my true passion right? Like the passion shouldn't necessarily just be the gift itself, because when that's the passion, then you do chase creative director, you chase like this type of job or this type of thing, as opposed to like really checking with yourself and saying like, okay, I'm given this skill set, but I need to honor the, the true honoring of that skill set is understanding who you are as a person and your passion so that you can like create something unique and special for this world. That's kind of why I'm saying like I've been taking advantage of like this remote world right now. Like I started getting into yoga and meditation and reading more. And I was just like, I really like this stuff. And and that's kind of the thing. And just being happy and like expressing my work in bright and colorful things like that is something I like to do. And that's something that like, you know, that I also like that I'm passionate about. And I didn't even realize like that's why whenever I create work, I try to do it in this way where it's fulfilling for me just because the way I do it is not just because of the design itself. It's because the, the idea and the stories behind this works. Like I'll, I like to make apps for women with different hair types, or I like to create apps for like different. So that's why it's just like, I'm really like, that's what I've been trying to understand too. It's like, what do you like to do really? Not just like what do the skill sets you'd like to do? What are you really like interested in making? It's like, who do you design for? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Again, that's that's the when you honor the gift that you've been given by actually putting yourself into it, then I feel like the universe will honor you mm-hmm. or like whatever you believe in. Right. That will honor you because you're actually putting something into this world that is needed. Right. Like you have a specific voice that I don't have. 
you've had to hold space for people that I haven't had to hold space for. Therefore, you create from a very specific and unique lens and you have different reference points, one by age, by location, all these things that will go into your work that will make it like special. Mm-hmm. And it is like what you're doing as far as like meditating, reading, checking in with yourself. That's like the, that's the real like art of it, right? Like to understand who we are and to use these moments as self-exploration. And then the things we create are just like offshoots of us just living life. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, that's what I was saying. For me, the passion is not designed because if that becomes the thing, then your whole life is just work. That's true. Passion is like your life, living, growing, community, self-growth, self-love, all of these things. Then as you grow, since you have this skill set, you're naturally going to create things and they're just going to be organic. Because like even for me, I find like one of my biggest struggles now sometimes is getting in creative block. But then I realize I'm usually in creative block when I haven't been having conversations, when I haven't been like engaged in reading or doing something. And as soon as I do that, then something would just connect and I'll be able to design like a shirt in like a minute or something like that because I have the skill set. So then the shirt can be simple or this or that, but it's a buildup of all of these conversations and like real life and living and stuff like that. So to me, like that, again, is like, that's the way. Yeah, that's the way. Yeah, peace as a designer. Mm-hmm. That's good. And um, would you say like starting out too? Would you say, as far as starting out as a creative, were you always an artist when you were younger, or did you kind of just jump into like the art world in per se? Um, uh, I feel like maybe an artist is always an artist mm-hmm. throughout just throughout their existence in life, is because an artist to me is a mindset and a way we view the world. It's not the, it's not like the end thing, right? Because mm-hmm. an artist can be an artist in any space that they exist in because they just view the world slightly different and they're more observant and they're more empathetic, which is why art that connects with people is art, right? Because it's not like they were necessarily, like some artists weren't necessarily doing a bunch of research on like, what are the cultural trends and what's happening, this, this, and this. It's just, they felt something within the world they created, we all resonate to it or are drawn to it because it actually reflected our feelings of that time. And so the fact that art is a timestamp, one, it's a mirror uh, of society, two, it's a timestamp. So we can look at art throughout history and actually understand what was happening at any given point in society, in culture, in politics, just by virtue of looking at art. That's like what art is. And so for me, I don't think that you jump in and out. I think you just are. And that's mm-hmm. just how you view the world. Like some people are more analytical. Some people are more like, whatever. Like, I just think that's just who we are. But growing up, I did like make clothes and I would sketch. I would do different things and different hustles that were expressions of that art. Um, but I actually like my first year in school, I like studied architecture and engineering. And like me, I wanted to, I wanted to pursue that. I wanted to do architecture. I wanted to do engineering because with the, with the goal of being a city planner. So like growing up, my parents like worked in or owned a construction company that built affordable housing in the inner city. And I saw the power of the structures that we can build to actually help communities that look like me. Right. 
uh, communities of color and like giving them investments and things that they could actually own and be proud of and all of these other things. So for me, working in the space of city planning was this like special idea because I could actually help create more equitable cities and equitable spaces. But I say all of that to say that's not disconnected from the stuff I do now. Mm-hmm. If you actually trace back the line of the things that made you happy and like brought you these moments of joy, all of these things were guiding you to where you probably should be. So now I'm back working in community work and working in the community space, working in the donation space and all of this other stuff. And to me, that's what brings me the most joy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was going to ask too. Like, would you say that work, like that is what helps inspire you to create, you know, work for people of color, working with community-based people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, it's just, I want, I want my people to, I want my people, which are just BIPOC people to, to succeed. And it's just like, the, that, that's why I'm telling you in particular that like your story is so important and the world needs your story. Right. Like we've seen and we've heard a lot of white stories. It's great. Yes. Yes. But it's like we need more BIPOC stories. We need women of color stories. We need these things to exist so that the spectrum of who we are as a people. And again, when I say as a people, I'm saying like BIPOC in general, Palestinians. And there's there's this beautiful spectrum that exists within all of these cultures that isn't represented at all mm-hmm. and it needs to be represented from the tech sphere it needs to be represented from the cinematic sphere it needs to be represented in the musical sphere it needs to be represented in the business sphere all of these different spaces the spectrum of who we are as a people needs to be represented because right now even though we are in those spaces it's still very one-dimensional that, that i think is- what i'm passionate about is that like i'm passionate about our communities being represented and also um, freedom for our communities, which is to say like freedom from the, the oppressive nature of, of current society and the current structure that exists. And so even like with the brand or Futurist Color, which is the brand of the clothes, like now the, the through line of all of that is like tools for conversation, education and collective liberation. And so for me, each shirt represents a piece of conversation that needs to be had in order to reach collective liberation. Mm. I think that's true, though. And even with this like podcast, too, I've been trying to like express that even in this podcast, like trying to find more designers who are people of color, BIPOC designers, just because it's like, you know, growing up, I didn't see that. And I was so excited to find these directories. People have no idea. And I'm going to share these directories with everyone. But um. It was so it was so exciting because I would tell people too, like, damn, like I wish I knew other like Latinx um graphic designers or more black graphic designers that aren't just the ones that like when you go on Google and put like you know famous graphic designers, you only see white graphic designers, you don't yeah. see any people of color. And I'm just like, why do I have to go on a deep search to find these people? Yeah. And after finding these directories, I like made a you know dedication to myself. Like I'm even going to contact every single design I can, and whoever gets back to me, like I'm going to have a conversation and try to do something because I do think that's important. And it's like it is true. It's like kind of like documenting everything too, um, and it's showing work, giving that representation. I think that's important. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> yes. Like when you look at so if we consider like if art is a reflection of society 
And if that art or those systems were only designed with a reflection of one part of society, then it's, it, it, it one dimensionalizes um, who we are and it also eliminates access, right? So a lot, of, a lot of those tools and a lot of like Silicon Valley and everything that has come from Silicon Valley has not been designed from the perspective of BIPOC individuals or marginalized individuals. And even if these individuals who work in that space want to, they don't know the experience. They don't come with the culture, real knowledge. They don't come with the, the background and the texture to actually be able to communicate in an organic and helpful way. Mm. So then you oftentimes have these organizations and these like systems trying, especially with like current DEI programs and all of this other stuff, they're trying, but from the core, they're not actually about that life for lack of a better word. So it's just, it's honestly hard for them. And so that's why it's important to bring up this next generation of creatives. And that's why I'm not deterring people to work in agencies or to work in that space, but make sure you understand the power of who you are as you move into that space so that you can stand in that power and demand change through design, right? Because design, oh, what was it? Like when I was doing like um, architecture and engineering with the goal of urban planning, there is like this thing um, which is called urban identity. And urban identity is just this idea that the buildings and the structures that you exist in and in your neighborhood aren't just like background, right? They're actually shaping how we view ourselves now and how we'll view ourselves in the future, which is why urban renewal or like cleanup is so important, like to make sure these streets and cities are like just picking up the trash because youth that grows up in one environment where there's a bunch of trash that might instill in their head that the city doesn't care at large that might instill that people don't care that might instill that i'm against all of this stuff or i have these insurmountable odds that i'll never be able to beat so in the same way us as like digital designers are working in these different spaces we're shaping the 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 digital identity which is now the new identity so you're shaping how people see themselves now and in the future by the things we create. And we see that like quite obviously with like Instagrams and TikTok where BIPOC TikTokers don't get the same credit that white TikTokers do for doing the dances better, but the white TikTokers do it stiff and they get all the, they get all the love. Mm. So it's just like these things shape our perception of ourselves and we have the ability to actually change that and retake back these different spaces and help shape them for a more equitable an equitable future. Yeah. That is true. You got to realize that you do have the power. <laughs> exactly. You got the power. Mm-hmm. And um I wanted to also ask this is like the question of the day when it comes to this podcast, what do you struggle with as a creative? Um I think even though I'm like free from that system, right? So I I don't work for anybody. I just work for myself. I struggle still with like creative block. Like that's mm-hmm. one of my biggest struggles. It's like um, not having an idea or feeling like I need to have an idea when I really don't. So it's like still trying to find that balance of like work and life and just being able to create freely um, and really use this time that I've been able to buy back for myself to really express, I guess, myself. 
again, it's a very, it's a very like all over the place answer, but like mm-hmm. for me right now, like that's my biggest, biggest thing. Yeah. Like clear headspace is the, is the hardest part. Cause mm-hmm. like right now it's like, I have my shirts, which I don't always drop. I drop whenever I have like the feeling to, but then I'm also partnering a few restaurants and then I do additional community work. And so there's like constant context switching of like, I'm working on this right now. I'm doing social posts for this. I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And so that is like a very hard thing. And like, even coming from the agency space, that was hard there. Cause you're constantly switching from project to project to project to project to project. So you never have like intimate time to really develop like your own theories about stuff. And I know for me, part of why I enjoy creativity, again, is because it allows me to research these different topics and research these different um, things that are happening within society and culture. And when I don't have that time, then I get frustrated. So again, it's like that mental clarity, that uh, context switching is like my biggest struggle. Mm -hmm. And what has like, what do you feel that has helped you with it? Because me personally, I use like an idea book and I just write all these ideas out. But mm-hmm. I kind of go through that too, where it's like, I got to do this, this and this and I have to switch projects. And I'm like, okay, what am I doing? And I feel like, and I'm so organized too. I'm very organized. So yeah. I'm thinking like, oh, I can, I can do this. And then in the works of it, I'm like, what the hell did, was I thinking? Yeah. But yeah, but what has helped you? throughout? I think what helps me honestly is uh, breaks mm-hmm. and like uh, strategic, I mean, it's weird to say strategic breaks, but like like I just went to New York on like a solo trip just to just to like mentally clear my head right and well so I went to New York for that yeah. <laughs> no so busy no I'm just kidding I'm just kidding <laughs> well no from I get for me like because I live in San Diego now but I'm originally from Cleveland went to school in Maryland and then spent time in New York like for six months and then also Philadelphia for me when you're not in New York working there's like this like weird like um I guess peace within the chaos and the peace within like the urban environment that I find Mm -hmm. and so like for me it feels like urban meditation and chaotic meditation because I like block out all of the noise I like see all of these things there's so much like input to observe um so that's like a place where I just find like peace and creativity I actually don't find it going on hikes going to the (laughs) Like when I go to the ocean or the beach, I get frustrated. Like, <laughs> really? I'm like, there's nothing going on. That's true. There's a bunch of sand and dirt. And <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's like, I need, it's almost like I need all of that input to help drown out other things mm-hmm. so that I can actually focus on like what I really want to focus on. Um, and so it's like taking those strategic times and making sure that I don't really have any work to do. And I know for me, it like takes a week. So I have to like take a week just to like do nothing and just listen and like read, journal and have conversations about like life. That's the way I get out of that. Cause when I'm in the thing and I'm in the cycle, I'm like, it's hard to like break it. And it's like, if, even if I take one day that's not enough to like break it. It's like, I need a, I need a week. Oh, that's true yeah them breaks they're satisfying yeah somebody uh something someone was telling me too was like and i'm really like 
going to put this in consideration when I'm going back into this, like, because right now summertime was really cool. Like I was working on freelance work, trying to work on my, you know, my shop and all these little calm things, my podcast. And now it's like, I'm about to be in school, schedule, do this, do that. And then I'm just like, all right, I, I need to like figure out what I'm going to do. But um, after talking with someone, they were saying like a balance between like, if your physical hurts, like work on your mental health, like you're meant doing something mental yeah. and then when your physical hurts work on something mentally um yeah, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to I'm, I'm sitting here I'm like I know I know what I'm trying to say but I can't say it right. out my mouth <laughs> well because that, that is true like even when uh we did like a corporate therapist and we were talking about like energy and all these other things and they were just like in order to like come into as a creative director when you had to hold space for other people and like create energy for other people to make sure that everybody in the room is creative then it was important for like my morning routine to like one have physical activity and have mental activity that way both of those things are activated and can balance one another out because I'll know like a basic scale or a basic thought is that like when you're like purely physical and your like mind is exhausted then things become stressful and then vice versa things also become stressful but when those two things are balanced out and come into a space you're able to like manage the energy a little bit better mm -hmm. so, I mean that is very that's like super true and and I after talking about it now I remember what it is it's if you're mentally tired work on your physical if you're yeah. physically tired work on your mental. there you go finally mm -hmm. got it <laughs> but no that is true um and like, that's the thing, like, I'm really starting, the more I talk to creatives, the more I do all these things with like my work inside, I'm really starting to notice the importance of like the balance of life and how it all works together. Cause everything is connected. Yeah. Like universe connection is serious, but um, but yeah, it is true. Yeah, like that's what, one of the things we were talking about, uh, me and some friends is that all of our outward work, again, that's why I'm saying like, it's, the design stuff is really just an articulation or a visual representation of how we're feeling at that given time, or that's what it should be at least. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a representation of your inner work that you're doing. And so really like taking time and understanding yourself and who you are will also help guide you through your career. Cause it like, for me, it helped me gut check. Like this is something that I'm really not passionate about cause it doesn't fit into my why. And so even when I would interview people at the agency, I would always ask them, like, what is your why? Like, why do you exist beyond making money? Not like, why are you here as a person? I mean, it is that. But sometimes they say, why do you exist? That kind of sounds mean. But it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what brings you the most joy in, in life as you're moving through these different things? Not just in design work, but like just in general. What do you want to see your work do at the end of the day? Cause that for me helped me guide myself through these different like career moves or these different spaces and allowed me to not exist in one space too long because I knew that that wasn't where I needed to be or where, where I was best suited to be. Like somebody else might want to do that job. And I'm just like holding the space because I'm like, just trying to make some monies. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. I'm starting to realize that too. with like certain people working, like it's like different, jobs and different places of work everyone's work is different yeah. and like that's what I'm starting to notice too like um I really do enjoy freelancing I do like um creating things I like you know doing things for me mm -hmm. and like and I feel like 
going to school there's so many students like fighting to get to the top of like being in an agency and I'm just like I don't see that and I get sometimes I get upset too with like not my school but just like in schooling in general because it's like why are there so much classes on like how to do this in design how to do this in design to to get hired but why isn't there things like how to work on freelance how to do this how to do it yourself it's like why are we so focused on trying to work in a great studio and not trying to like how can I like hone these skills that I have to create a great studio that supports like what I want to support? Like, that's what I'm, that's kind of the wave I'm on right now. And people yeah, are like, you're so totally. good. I mean, that's the wave of the future. It's like, again, institutions exist to feed other institutions and to feed the, the current system that we have. Hmm. You can identify that and see that and live above the noise of the institutions that exist and create your own wave, essentially. Mm -hmm. like a lot of like you hear if you listen to like talks with like Virgil Abloh from from LV it's like he'll talk about that all the time he's like yeah institutions exist to keep you infighting and to keep you within the system right like that's the nature that's why they exist that's why you have to get this degree because then it proves x y and z it helps hold hold something over somebody else mm -hmm. but when you see those things and you see that's how the system works then you can begin to create your own and something new and something special. That's again, from your perspective, which is how every new thing that ever existed started. It's by somebody identifying, seeing the institution, seeing the system for what it is, and then bucking that system, taking from it what, it, what you need, and then creating something wholly new. Yeah, because that's what I've been trying to think about. Like, how can like my design role change mm -hmm. positively? Because it's like, we do work in the system, right? So how can we use that to like, reshape it <laughs> kind of like um reverse engineering like take it apart and reshape it to make something better and that's what i'm saying like if you are you familiar with virgil he, he's a he's a again multidisciplinary he's okay. is in the space of fashion mm -hmm. he's like the founder of off-white just because so, you like, said off-white i'm like oh <laughs> and so like if you like listen to interviews with him and then really dive into his work and so he has that same idea of like how do you think bigger like we're thinking about all of these individual problems, but when you realize that everything in society is connected through these institutions, through this, this, and this, and he was like, design has the ability to actually shape institutions when you flip it around instead of institutions shaping designers. And mm -hmm. so he is using Louis Vuitton as a medium of expression to actually tell the richer story of like black culture, right? Like, so he uses LV runway shows to actually talk about black struggle and like the struggle of the people, which like was unheard of before. And he's like, now he did, do you know Lupe Fiasco, the rapper? All right. So his, his LV's last runway show was actually Lupe Fiasco's um, biography. It's Lupe Fiasco's story, mm. but it's told in this way that everybody can relate to it. So one of the things that's beautiful about our stories is that while they're specific to BIPOC individuals, they're actually universally relatable, which is why everybody wants to buy it, everybody wants to purchase it, everybody wants to put it in movies or try to appropriate it because everybody can relate to our stories. And so by now recontextualizing it and like putting it back where it belongs and saying like, no, this is a black story, but you're relating to it. Then it actually helps, again, expand that narrative and expand the culture. But again, anyway, he's like an example of like, utilizing rising to rising in the ranks but constantly utilizing institutions as a medium for his expression which is ultimately more empathetic so it's not a selfish expression of life mm -hmm. yeah
Mm. I mean, yeah, I'm really starting to notice too how the influence of culture and how you grew up in ex- telling stories, how that can reflect in your work and help you create good work that relates to people. Because it's like, I was trying to figure out how do I create value content, right? And I was just like, let me just like express, you know, what I go through, right? It, I'm, I'm going to just use this little project as an example. I started making like cuss words in Spanish, right? And that kind of got more like, you know, like buzz from other people just because it's like, you know, when you live in a Spanish household, you know certain sayings. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm like, okay, these are the type of projects I want to keep creating though. Projects that are related to me in my life. And like, yeah. that's something I would like to do. And that's something I'm passionate about. And that's yeah. why I'm starting to notice like, I don't know, I'm getting buzzed by this. Like my brain is like. That's what you should be doing. Even if you want, even if people weren't buzzing about it, it's like the same thing we tell like musicians to do, which is like, tell your story. Like, who who are you how did you grow up like I want to see you or like what we expect from movies like we want to see and like dive into somebody else's existence and like understand it like yeah that coming from your perspective is like those are the things you heard so now it's like again the timestamp where it's like I'm now getting a pure view or a point of view into like your life as a person not as a designer but just as a person mm-hmm. and they're using design to express that that's dope Mm-hmm. That's That's cool. I'm gonna keep going <laughs> but um but yeah is there anything that you want to talk about I might be wrapping up this podcast because I, I think we talked we talked about a lot <laughs> yeah I'm like, I'm like this is... you have any other questions I'll go off on more tangents but yeah do you have any like final advice for any like young artists young creatives who are starting out or anyone in the creative space uh my, my advice would be the same thing that we've been saying, which is see the system for what it is, exist above the noise of the system and create something that is from your perspective and stand in the power of your story. Hmm. Yeah. Boom. And all right, you guys. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Um, so, all right, you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Make sure you tune into the next podcast and always remember to do what your art desires. <laughs>